What's up, guys? I am Sundari. And I am Kyle. And, and this is Yoko. Most importantly. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Conversations in the Tesla, Season 1, Episode 1. Mm, the great beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm. The beginning of many. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to be talking about modern day religion versus spirituality. That's a fun one. Yeah, it's something that's very relevant to today, right? I mean, I think we're all searching for something deeper. We try to look for fulfillment in, um, you know, our jobs or our hobbies or friends or even relationships. But there's always something deep down, a, a kind of God-shaped hole, right, that people have been seeking mm -hmm. to fill for thousands and thousands of years. Right. So religion today as well is very um, different than maybe how it was in a pure age. There's a lot of things to shift through. So Absolutely. I think and in the age of information, too, where everything is just so accessible, I think there's just so much to choose from. So that's a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today and, and how to make that decision for yourself because no path is going to look exactly the same. You know, mm -hmm. your relationship with God is different than my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. and my relationship with God is different than yours as well, you know, mm -hmm. and it's how you can relate with God and how you feel closest to him or her or however you relate, mm -hmm. you know. It's a personal path. And uh, that's the beautiful thing about it, right? All these frameworks, all these religions, um, they just help us find what's within us already. Mm -hmm. Bring us a little closer to that. Absolutely. So tell us, Sundari, a little <laughs> bit about your um, spiritual journey, the path that you've followed over the years. Okay, yeah, I would love to get into that. But look at this little baby right here. <laughs> <laughs> She is oh so cute. God. We have our dog here with us, and she is just like, I want to get her in frame. Oh my God. She's so cute. Yeah. She's so precious. She's actually the center of the conversation. Um, she really is. She's yeah. just in pure bliss and happiness right now to be here with us. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely just like to go over, you know, who we are, mm -hmm. you know, and why we even decided to do this podcast and and talk about these things and you know i'm a yoga teacher but i'm not just you know your everyday yoga teacher who just focuses on the physical practice to me yoga is a very spiritual experience and it is a way to get closer to god you know working out things in the body working out things in the mind so that you can allow that connection to god to be flowing freely instead of you know the blocks and all of those things so i i like to help people and myself with my practice feel that connection to god flow and you know get out of their own way so that that's what yoga is to me you know um so but i'm also an actress and a musician mm -hmm. and getting into the spiritual music realm as well so, and what I, re why we wanted to do this podcast was just because we had been having so many conversations actually in this car <laughs> that we were like, this could be a podcast, you know, people could benefit from hearing these conversations, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So we were just like, 
okay, let's just do it. There was something about a long day of doing whatever it was, arriving to our crib late at night, and then posting up in the Tesla. And then for whatever reason, there was just a vortex that formed, and it would not allow us to leave until we had at least half an hour to an hour-long podcast that no one ever heard. Until now. So... (laughs) It would be so interesting to know if, like, other people have experienced this in their Tesla. Maybe it's just, like, the Tesla's so, like, cool to hang out in that it's just, like, you don't want to go inside because you're just, like, oh, it's so comfy. You have your seat warmers going. Like, Mm. it's just so Mm. comfortable. Mm. Don't have to have the engine running. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm also a breathwork teacher and I'm a healer in my own right. I work with both physical sciences and ancient sciences. It's a great passion of mine because of my own healing journey. But I do use the breath work and meditation and chanting as a way to remove, like you say, blocks, Mm -hmm. right? Emotional blocks, limiting beliefs. uh, We say say blocks that could even be from childhood traumas. Yeah, of course. But I just mean just the ignorance, the ignorance that keeps us from seeing things really as they are. The filters that we put over the world from when we were a child that keep getting layered on top one after another. I seek to undo that, right? And with the actual healing science I work with, I use mineral balancing. I use a hair test to essentially evaluate people and guide them on a beautiful transformative journey where we detoxify metals, get their nervous system to the next level, and really transform them as a person. Mm-hmm. So it's a great passion of mine. So I'm glad to be here with you all. Yeah. And with you, of and, course. Yeah. And with this one. We're glad to be here. Mm-hmm. We're glad to be sharing with you and and to sharing these, these thoughts with you all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so going back to your question... A little bit about my spiritual journey and how I ended up to where I am now, which is just, it's crazy to think about and how I ended up here where I am in my, my spiritual journey. Uh, so I grew up Christian. I still am Christian. I identify as a Christian. I would say Jesus is my guru. Jesus is my Ishta. I relate with Jesus on so many levels. Ishta, by the way, meaning um, it's a Hindu term for it's essentially the the personification of God. It's the way one relates to God. So one can say that Jesus is their Ishta. Another mm-hmm. could say Mother Mary is their Ishta. Another could say that Krishna is their Ishta. Buddha. Right? Buddha, Buddha is their Ishta. Yeah. So it's and just this, that relationship. Right. Know? And that relates back to what we were saying about, you know, it's your personal journey. You know, Jesus may not speak the same way to you as he does to me and and maybe it's partly just because of the way that I grew up but you know I grew up in a very religious environment I mean don't get me wrong great experiences of Jesus like I've I still you know visit the the Christian church to this day and have amazing experiences of the Holy Spirit I mean just profound experiences in praise and worship but I felt that there was a ceiling, so to speak, of how deep you could go with the modern day Christianity, you know, and I didn't like the fear mongering. I didn't like the fear that was instilled. Basically, I feel like to keep you at a lower state of consciousness because Jesus didn't want us to feel fear. 
Jesus wanted us to be free, free of fear, free of worry, free of anxiety, you know? Um, and that's what Jesus came to show us. And, you know, I, I just felt like I was kind of not relating with that as much anymore. Not that religious doctrines of Christianity, but the, the Holy Spirit, of course. But I just felt like there had to be more. There had to be a more and a different way to experience God. And then I found yoga, yoga and meditation. And that, that this was, I guess, in 2020 when everything, when the world came to a stop, I found yoga and meditation. And I started exploring with that, and I just found that, I mean, I felt this heightened state of consciousness, I felt the presence of God on a deeper Mm -hmm. level, you know, because I was able to get out of my own way, Mm -hmm. you know, and just be released of that fear, Mm -hmm. and um, so from there, I found 2021 comes around, I found Kriya Yoga, which is um, just a completely different ball game, it's like you know, another level to yoga, um, where you're kind of, it's considered the active, the active form of yoga, but not like an asana, which would be like a physical practice, but just, um, breath linked up with movement, linked up with Sanskrit mantra chanting, just depending on the practice you're doing. And that just completely, really, really took off my spiritual journey. I mean, I, where I was in my life at that point, I feel like I was ready to experience Kriya Yoga. And I was ready for something more. I was ready for a new level. I was getting a lot from the meditation and the yoga, but that I was doing, I was just looking up YouTube videos and stuff like that, which was great for the time being. But I definitely felt like my soul was ready when I found Kriya Yoga. Yeah, I could definitely uh, say the same for me. Uh, when it found me, it see, Kriya is... Uh, it's a science towards evolving oneself. So there's a lot of internal actions that change the way you think, the way you behave, your character, and allow you to show up completely new um, without the weights of your past, your past actions, past lives. Past lives. I mean, Some if you things believe in may that. not even be in this lifetime that you're carrying around, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for sure, it, it shows, right? There was, it was undeniable. I mean, in me, I started showing up completely different in my life and you as well. I Mm -hmm. remember seeing photos of you before Kriya and then afterwards, just completely different person. It shows on the face. And ultimately, you know, what I was, the whole point of Kriya is to get out of your own way so that you can experience God fully. You know, these practices are, are great, but they're just vessels and practices kriya may not work for some people you know one soul may not be ready for kriya you know maybe silent meditation is more than enough and they feel that presence of god and it you know and that's that's what works and that's the whole point of you know what we're trying to get across with today's episode is just that you have to find what works for you personally how do you relate with god how does god show up for you and just what keep seeking right know, absolutely keep seeking. and and what works for someone else may not work for you you know and and sometimes the kriya may not be relevant there's sometimes in my life where 
I'm just craving silent meditation. I'm there's sometimes I'm just craving to just worship and be in devotion of God and just fall on my knees and praise God. And sometimes in those moments, that's relevant, you know, and I think that's also equally as important as to understand where you are you know, internally, sometimes you may not need to be going, going, going super, like a lot of movement and a lot of asana. Sometimes you may need to just slow down. And that's how God shows up for you in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it differs from person to person. And it also differs moment to moment, you know, and there's sometimes a practice or a mantra, even using mantra, Mm -hmm. these practices, these mantras may serve their purpose in your life and then they may fall away Mm -hmm. you know our spiritual practice is always evolving evolving Mm -hmm. evolving but something i do want to bring up it's been such a core part of your journey in particular is the fear to explore certain Mm. practices Mm. Uh, there is you know in in christianity there is like you said a lot of fear mongering Mm -hmm. and of course there's a lot of positives in it oh it's so beautiful i but right yeah yeah but there is this idea of any other path but that one right. is the wrong way mm-hmm. right and then there's a lot of this about idol and worship you're gonna go and to yeah, hell yeah if, if you, you if you practice yoga you know all yeah. that stuff right um you know obviously no i don't think any religion is perfect even any spiritual practice is perfect right. there is there is a constant refinement and you figuring out what works best for you but one doesn't need to succumb to fear and stay stagnant mm-hmm. right and that's a key one and even the connotation around the word God. I mean, God is such a beautiful personal experience, but it's an experience, right? It's beyond any belief, any conception we have of God. It isn't, you know, I think a lot of the Old Testament stuff and even Mm -hmm. some like current Christianity, there's this idea of a judgmental God that judges one to be either in heaven or hell, a sinner or a saint. Um, and that's a very limited perception, I mm-hmm. feel, right? And that oh, instills, definitely. yeah, and that instills a lot of fear and a lot of mm-hmm. self judgment to yourself. You feel not yourself because of it. And so I think when we use the word God, we use it, you know, to really connotate this this experience mm-hmm. that is beyond anything we can possibly conceive of, really. Mm-hmm. And it can show up in so many different ways. I mean, I like to call God the ultimate ultimate shapeshifter, mm-hmm. right? As in, He can show up or she in any form and that's why it's so beautiful that each person has their own personal religion their oh own absolutely personal connection i mean god yeah. has been a father to me a mother a friend mm-hmm. a lover you know mm-hmm. i've there had been some nights where i just craved to be cuddled and held by a lover you mm-hmm. know nights where i was just in tears and heartbroken and, and god was there to cradle me you know mm-hmm. so However, and that goes back to what we were talking about, about how God changes and how from moment to moment, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. sometimes we may need God to show up in a different form Mm -hmm. and that's okay, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest things that block our connection, really, I mean, we're always connected, I believe, but one of the Mm -hmm. biggest things that block our connection is our thought that we're not even connected that has Mm. that god has to show up in a particular way right or the divine or the the infinite formless and because we try to like you say often put god in a box Uh, oh yeah we we fail to see the miracle that is life itself right Mm -hmm. and then i think with that recognition getting our minds out of the way the miracles really do unfold Mm -hmm. i mean there's been countless times and anyone on the spiritual path can attest to it that uh you you just take the right action 
and then just the most miraculous things come about, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, meeting the right people to get you to the next step. Oh, yeah, or the, right the synchronicities. I mean, when you're in alignment with your path and what God wants for your life, you, I mean, even how we it's met, smooth it was... sailing, you know, it, all the opportunities, all of the, the synchronicities, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I definitely feel like, you know, fear is a weapon of the enemy that when i say mm-hmm. enemy to me in the way i relate to god mm-hmm. obviously the jesus and the the devil duality that's that's how i relate mm-hmm. and i mean some people refer to the devil as maya which is like mm-hmm. the great delusion mm-hmm. the great illusion you know mm-hmm. yeah so i feel like that is a tactic of the enemy of resistance to stop us and confusion Mm -hmm. to stop us from feeling god's presence fully because if you're in fear you cannot feel joy Mm -hmm. if you are feeling fear in any part of your being then you are not going to be able to experience the full joy of what the presence of god wants you to feel and mm-hmm. where God wants you to be, which mm-hmm. which God wants us to be in complete just ecstasy, mm-hmm. full ecstasy all the time of because we're just so overcome with his presence. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what God wants for us. But mm-hmm. of course, the enemy uses these tactics like mm-hmm. fear, confusion and in judgment. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, so many Christians today, you know, like judge people who may explore other paths and, you know, aren't completely like judgmental to you know other religions and stuff like that you know but that's not i think that's one of the key things that jesus came to show us is that he was all-inclusive i mean he got down with the adulteress with the prostitute and literally said you know whoever is without sin cast the first stone you know mm-hmm. just to show that he is not judgmental and that yeah. is not what god came oh, to his show disciples you know were burglars oh absolutely and thieves yeah. just yeah and I, even in the the christ letters that i've been listening to these christ letters are so beautiful mm-hmm. i mean it, there's a moment in there that um it says it talks about how um jesus just was completely disgusted by how the romans were just forcing this this kind of like this just god down people's throats mm-hmm. you know of just like you know an eye for an eye and and god is about fear vengeance, and god is about yeah, yeah and vengeance yeah, and yeah. in that in that's some old testament and stuff. jesus was completely appalled by what they were doing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's and that's he a- wept he literally wept for what they were were doing to mm-hmm. poor beggars and people who were in need and then they're just shoving this you know religion down their throat and not even shoving not even it's it wasn't even about the presence of god and it was about all these doctrines and mm-hmm. all these rules and all you know you're either you're bad or you're good and you have to do this this and this or you won't get into the kingdom and and it's just it's not about that it's just about understanding that we are all children of god that we are all brothers and sisters in christ and we just treat others how we we want to be treated ourselves. We love our neighbors. We love our enemies, you know, and, mm-hmm. and There's... that's, and just not judge anyone along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to have love for everyone, even people, even, even Satan, you know, and I know this is yeah. something we've talked about, you know, I mean, even saying, I love you to Satan as mm-hmm. like, you know, I know you represent fear. I know you represent everything that's evil in this mm-hmm. world, but 
you know, I still, maybe that's what Satan lacked well, was that love and acceptance. I, I you think know? it's, it's when you are able to love thy enemy, then you recognize and reconcile that part within yourself and stop judging mm. and being separate from that. Because I think one of the most difficult things is to actually be able to see the evil in the world and be able to see that as an aspect of yourself mm -hmm. somewhere deep down. And until one is able to do that, one will always judge that, mm -hmm. right? And there will always be this opposition. But kind of rewinding a lot, I think there is a collective force, I call it the collective ego, that seeks to keep people in a state of fear and out of a sense of security such that they never, they never allow themselves to have loftier thoughts about heavenly realms and about God and about allow mm -hmm. themselves to experience bliss instead keep them in a state of perpetual fear and worry and part of that is some of the religious indoctrination oh absolutely right? because society when when the the pillars and the foundations of society was built christianity religion was such a big part of this that they couldn't have people knowing their full potential christ said anything that i did on this this earth the miracles that i performed you can do as well Je jesus said that that was the example that he came here to show us but i feel like what got lost and and maybe when christianity was beginning to be spread and when a lot was taken out of the bible actually you know when a lot of these books were taken out of the bible that maybe you know we were it was part of the whole process of trying to keep us in a lower state of consciousness because mm -hmm. if people understood their true power then there would be no way to control society mm -hmm. on a large scale the, the, everyone just be walking around doing magic and manifesting <laughs> like yeah it's true i mean when you when you have inward freedom you're going to be outwardly free as well it's mm -hmm. bound to happen right right and so obviously the powers that be um, who seek to control and dominate because of their own lack of fulfillment, lack of spiritual fulfillment, they constantly seek more, would rather have everyone in that state, mm -hmm. you know, at least I believe. But um, it's very interesting because, you know, Christianity does often reject the more occult practices, you know, mm -hmm. the yoga, pranayamas, astrology as and well. And even the three wise men followed the stars. Yeah, every ancient so culture is so using it. So literally to me. it's like every ancient <laughs> culture used the stars right i mean it's it's kind of silly but even christ in his lost years i mean he was in india receiving mm -hmm. training right mm -hmm. and spending Kriya time with yoga wise men. actually well such such is yeah. said right um, you know, the uh paramahansa yogananda's lineage right. babaji's lineage that uh, Bab babaji the great avatar babaji yeah. yeah and they uh essentially came up with plan for humanity and certain mm. teachings to share which was uh it's really wonderful and a wonderful blessing how they merge it together I there know, it's so beautiful yeah yeah i actually have a friend who um i actually went to her yoga class and it was just a divine a divine intervention that we even met and we talked and i remember going out of her yoga class and god whispered to me go talk to her and I was just like, it was one of those moments where it's like, God tells you to do something and you're just like, oh, I don't want to go talk to her. God, why are you having me go up to random people, you know? Um, but basically, I went up to her and I, 
I just was like, God told me to ask her, you know, what her spiritual journey was. And I told her, you know, I'm having this battle right now with my foundation and with Christianity and the way that I grew up. But I also love the yogic practices and I love Sanskrit mantra. And I'm I'm at a crossroads right now because I, f- I want to make sure I'm doing right by God. But I also really feel like I've gotten so much benefit and felt God on such a crazy deep level mm-hmm. from these practices. Experientially. Yeah. You know? Right. So I went up to her and I talked to her. It turned out that her her husband was actually a pastor and she had actually been a worship leader in the church for a really long time. And she found yoga and she had always had dreams of being a yoga teacher. And, you know, she still identifies as a Christian, you know, um, but she told me a little about a little bit about her spiritual journey and everything. And, you know, that she actually she actually said she had a moment where she said she would never teach yoga again, that she let the judgment of Christianity get to her so much to the point where she was basically, you know, one Sunday got saved, said she was never going to teach yoga again. And she said she went went completely the other way and she said that she was so dissatisfied with her decision because it came out of fear Mm -hmm. at the end of the day what was underlying from that decision was fear Mm -hmm. so eventually she found her way back to the yogic practices and and is still practicing now and still teaching and you know and still in church you know so to me personally and my personal relationship with god the god that i know I don't feel like the God I know would be mad at anyone for seeking, for mm-hmm. seeking God's presence, you know, for wanting to feel God deeper, to mm-hmm. want to get closer to God and to explore these avenues to to get closer to him. I don't mm-hmm. I don't feel like God would first of all to put human emotions on such a a infinite infinite consciousness is is completely absurd to begin with but if we're gonna put human emotions mm -hmm. to god then i could not imagine a god would be angry Mm -hmm. at anyone for seeking him on a deeper level Mm -hmm. you know and i just i mean it's not like you're out there being violent towards Mm -hmm. people you know or like you know hurting others or Mm -hmm. stealing or doing any of that you know all you're doing is seeking and there's nothing wrong with that and if there's anyone out there right now who has ever felt guilt or shame for seeking outside of what they were told and outside of the religion that was instilled on them. I just want to let you know that it's okay and God still loves you and you are still close to God right now where you are. God has not moved. God is is right there with you on this journey and you never obviously listen to your conscience and what feels right for you internally, but never ever ever feel guilt or shame for seeking God's face. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because of the personification of God creating this all these emotions to god right judgment and wrath right and Mm -hmm. um fear inducing and then also like gift giving if you do the right thing Mm. and these are you know these are aspects but you know in hinduism there is personifications of god right all the lesser gods and they all have their funny human dramas really like their quarrels where they um you know they bicker or they they do messed up things to their another god's partner right it's a lot of crazy stuff happens but these are to show 
that these divine qualities still have all these different interactions, but ultimately the real God is beyond all of that as taught in the Bhagavad Gita. Um, so I think the personification, us throwing emotions or anything human to God is just a way for our human parts to better understand it, right? When we read these dramas about the gods, it's to better understand the higher qualities of what it is to be mm -hmm. human, to right. help our, our egos, our sense of self along the path to divinity, to better understand how to relate to that infinite consciousness, right? right? I mean, I don't necessarily think that worshiping a formless God is the the ultimate way i mean there's a lot of paths that do that but i think you know when you have for example the image of krishna or the image of jesus it can cultivate a wonderful sense of devotion mm -hmm. in your heart and that sweet emotion mm -hmm. can wash away so much pain and guilt and shame and take you along right action because devoted right action is just so 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 powerful such a potent force of change in the world too but also within yourself, mm -hmm. you know? So ultimately, you know, it's, it's what's right for you and what feels right within your conscience and your consciousness, you know, what you feel is, speaks to you, mm -hmm. speaks to you and, and don't feel bad for seeking, mm -hmm. you know, never feel bad for seeking. Mm -hmm. It's okay to explore these paths and it's okay to, even if you've gone halfway down the path, look around and be like, actually this isn't the path for me i think i'm good on this and you can turn around you can always turn around mm -hmm. and go back to where you started reevaluate and then go from there you know but just know that god is always 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 with you yeah and um you never have to feel far away from god you know just because you know you, you're not following these yeah. religious doctrines yeah, be wary of the guilt tripping right guilt tripping that's ways that toxic um connections stay in place through guilt tripping but also like religious groups if you fall outside of the box then you're guilty mm -hmm. you know so right and also to kind of bring back something you said at the very beginning um you know your path changes and evolves as you mm -hmm. go on and it can be relevant for you to be exploring whatever it is right now i mean maybe it's judaism islam christianity buddhism. hinduism buddhism whatever path you're following right now but things change right and ultimately as we progress and evolve even habits right in our daily life that maybe were once relevant fall away mm -hmm, right to right. make space for something better it's like you need to quit your old job to get a better job right mm -hmm. you need to make space for something mm -hmm. better to come about right. and such it is with yeah. spiritual practices mm -hmm. right? and, and that's just part of life letting go of things that that have that we've outgrown you know, and, and that no longer serves so that we can make space for the new, but also, you know, following your heart and, and following what rings true to you and understanding that the way that someone else relates to God may not be the way that you relate to God and understanding that that's okay. It's about how you, how you relate and how you are with him on the path, you know, because mm -hmm. he's always with you on the path mm -hmm. or she. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I'd like to end this segment with a little um, meditation. Mm -hmm. So a little, we'll just ground down a little bit and just kind of take in everything that we just talked about and mm -hmm. that you all just heard. So can use the breath a little bit to get us beyond the mind and allow us to all that stuff to simmer. In mm -hmm. the background. So if you're driving, 
you may not want to do this, but just listen and, and you can allow the words to sink in. But don't close your eyes if you're driving. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you aren't driving, go ahead and come to a nice, comfortable seat wherever you are. And just close down the eyes and just come into this moment. Bring your awareness to the space between the eyebrows, your third eye. Let's take three collective breaths, deep inhale through the nose. Brief hold at the top. Exhale, release through the mouth, let it go. Deep inhale through the nose. Breathe, hold at the top. Exhale, let it go. Feel the energy settle. Deep inhale through the nose. Breathe, hold. And exhale. Allow yourself to arrive here, right now. Letting everything you just heard seep into your consciousness. Allow it to be expressed as truth. Your personal truth, your divine truth. Allow Christ consciousness to surround Bringing in the affirmation, I am grounded. I am grounded. I am grounded. Know that you are safe, supported, secure, and held by the infinite consciousness that lies within and all around. Bring your awareness to your third eye, Christ Consciousness Center. Then your awareness back down to your heart, connecting the two. And when you're ready, come back into the space. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for being here. Thank you, Kyle, for being an amazing partner. Thank you, baby, for being you. Thank you, everyone, for also being you. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Yoko, for the support. She's a, she's a real one. 
and we'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you for listening.